You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.mbcocala.com. Well, we're in this series entitled Real Life. Everybody say real life. And so what this basically about is um, real life. And we're taking the light of the word of God and focusing it in on particular areas that are real deal stuff that maybe sometimes we have felt as believers we could never even admit we were dealing with worry or depression or trying to find direction or dealing with temptation or whatever it would be. And uh, so we've just taken the gloves off and we're getting out the hammer and the sword of the word of God and coming after uh, these things, the power of light depends on its focus. And we're focusing this down in on some things. We're taking these first few weeks and we're talking about the kind of the umbrella term of anxiety, which includes worry and fear, mild or extreme, uh, periodically or chronic. How many of you have dealt with any kind of issues of anxiety, worry, or fear? Okay. And the rest of you are concerned about raising your hand, but, but we all, we all deal with these things. Um, I'm going to review a couple of things and then we're going to get into some real action steps that we, we can take tonight. First of all, you need to renew your mind to this fact that you don't, you don't have to accept, uh, let me put it this way. Don't accept that you have to live in fear and worry and anxiety. Don't accept that. Some, some people think, well, I, I have to do that as just part of life. It's unrealistic for me to not worry. Um, that's not so. Don't accept that you have to be a worrier. Well, my grandma was and my mama was, you know, Brother Hagin used to say some people were world-class worriers. Uh, my grandma was one. My mom was one. I am not one. And uh, it's a habit, but it's fully reversible. It's a condition that we get really good at. How many of you know some really good worriers? You know. And uh, don't be one. Here's another important principle. What you worry about is not nearly as important as why you are worrying. So you got all, all kinds of things every day that the what that you could worry about. But the reason is why. Why are you worrying? And it has to do with an issue of focus and trust. And if, if you, uh, you know, if you're driving... Let's say that you're in a, a field, a parking lot for some kind of event and it's a grass field and it's been raining and it's kind of got muddy and you get stuck. And uh, security comes by and said, we got a tow truck right over there. And how many of you know that you're not worrying about that? I say, how many of you are not worrying about it anymore? And see, but if you think you're all alone, nobody's going to help you. Or really, they just say, they're just saying that. They're not really going to come help me. And see, it goes back to something I said two weeks ago. And I said earlier during the offering time as well. And when you don't believe what God has said, you'll worry. But when your heart is assured of that, then you don't worry. And so it's, a, it's the same thing. It's, it's like the Lord saying to you, I know you're stuck. But I'm not going to leave you. And I've got a tow truck that pull anything. And I'm going to get you out of this. And the fact remains, you're still stuck. But as Mrs. Doubtfire said, 
Help is on the way. Pastor John does a great Mrs. Doubtfire. I should, should have him do that. Anyway, kind of looks like, ne- never mind. Never. <laughs> Teasing. God's word has much to say about worry. And mostly what it says is this. Don't. Amen. Don't. Let's, let's dive in some things here. Matthew six thirty two, The B portion of the verse says this. Your heavenly father. Everybody say my heavenly father. Your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. So in other words, he knows what you need. Now, when you don't believe that you worry, when your heart is assured of that, you don't worry. Let me just ask you real quick and you don't have to respond outwardly so much, but I just want you to check on the inside. Do you believe that your heavenly father knows what you have need of? Do you, do you believe that he's able to do something about it? Now, take it a step further. Some, some people just say, oh, I know he does that for others, but he, he, he wouldn't do it for me. You know, you need to get over that. I said, you need to get over that and understand that he will do it for you. But see, my heavenly father knows what I need. Well, when I believe that, when my heart is assured of that, then I don't worry. And that's one of the reasons why you need to get a hold of the, the Bible, what God has said. And realize he said to you, I see you're stuck. I'm not going to leave you. I got an incredible tow truck. I'm going to get you out of this. And I believe that. So I'm going to sit here and eat snacks. I'm not going to worry. You know, I'm not going to keep looking for some other way to get out of this. When God has said, you know, I'm, I'm going to help you in this. Hebrews 13 verse 6 says, so we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. Go ahead and say that. The Lord is my helper. Notice, notice this. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And so do you believe that or you don't believe it? You know, and if you don't believe that, that the Lord is your helper, then you will fear. But when your heart is assured and it helps you just to say what God has said, to repeat and remind yourself, make it a rhema word out of your heart and out of your mouth to say, the Lord is my helper. Go ahead and practice it one more time. The Lord is my helper. And he knows what you're going through. I know some of you will have some stuff you're going through that doesn't even compare with somebody two seats down from you, what they're going through. But guess what? They're feeling what they're going through. And this is what you need to know. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. I will not fear. The Lord is my, say it again. The Lord is my helper. And it would just do you good in your bathtub, in your closet, walking out to your car, wherever, to just, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. I will not fear. The Lord is my helper. My heavenly father knows what I have need of. I will not be afraid. Amen. Now, anxiety, worry, fear is often and mostly a spiritual issue, but there are some practical things we can do as well. Pastor Mike shared some great things with you last week on a spiritual standpoint of it, knowing that God has not given you a spirit of fear. And that's one of the reasons why we, we know that we can push that away. And that spiritual yuck that would try to come on you um, to get that off of you. It is a, often a spiritual issue, but there's some practical things that we can do. There's, there's some things that you can control and control the things that you can control and alleviate the things that you can alleviate. Yes. Uh, the other night, we, we have a swimming pool. It's, it's a little round one. It's about that tall. I'm joking. But we got a pool and last night it was raining like crazy. 
And so I looked out there because I want to make sure it's not, you know, about to overflow. Um, months back, a couple months back, and, and I still had several inches, so I thought, good, we're in good shape. And, uh, but a couple months back though, and this is why I'm keen to look there. It rained and it rained and rained. And I kept saying, I'll get it tomorrow. I'll get it tomorrow. And I'd look out there and Alicia go, I don't know. It's getting pretty full. And I go, ah, it'd be all right. <laughs> and then one evening we're sitting in the living room there. And then, you know, I go and check and it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. And you know what? I could have taken care of that earlier. And so. I didn't need to at that point. Now I had to go out in the rain and turn on the little deal and run the hose and do all that and kind of drain it down a little bit. But there's so many things that we sit around and we worry about that. You just need to get yourself up and go do what you can do about it. I've actually heard people so paralyzed by worry. Well, I'm afraid if I put this check in the mail, it might get lost. And then if it gets lost, then I'm late and then I'm going to be, and then they don't do anything with it. Come on, Gomer. Be aware that you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Anxiety, worry, fear affects you in all three places. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a threefold remedy, power, love, sound mind. And God helps you because it affects you in every way. How many of you know that when you're worrying about something, it can affect your physical energy, your creativity, your brightness, your joy, your ability to feel like you can pray confidently. Come on, y'all with me? I mean, it does that. And you need to be aware that you might have to discover and deal with anxiety, worry, and fear on a number of levels. Always we want to go to the root, but sometimes you have to deal with a symptom. Sometimes you have to triage and say, you know, I got to get breathing again. I got to stop the bleeding, so to speak. I've got to, I've got to deal with that. And then we're going to deal with the real problem here. You know, sometimes you got to put out the fire and then investigate and find the source. Some people are walking back and forth in front of their situation that's burning down and go, Just wonder why that's on fire. Go put it out. And then we'll investigate and find out what do we need to do so that this doesn't happen again. But you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And we we need to discover and deal with anxiety on on some different levels here. So I want to give you a number of things tonight. Some of these I'm going to go real quick through. Some of them I'll kind of camp on a little bit um, regarding dealing with these things. Now, let me tell you something. The Bible says that if you hear and then you don't do, no, let me back up. If you hear and you do, you're blessed. James chapter one. But if you hear and then you don't do, here's what the Bible says. You deceive yourself. Did y'all get that? You deceive yourself. Do you know what that means? That means that you voluntarily cooperate With the enemy of your soul. I don't think you got it. Okay. If God gives me truth. If God gives me. Here's what to do. Out of the Bible. He gives me light. He gives me a key. He gives me a tool. He gives me a weapon. And I don't use it. 
I am voluntarily cooperating with the enemy of my soul who is the deceiver. So don't deceive yourself. What I'm doing, what I'm doing is I'm calling you to action tonight. Stop worrying and being in fear and anxiety when God has given us some things that will knock it in the head. Well, will it come back just like raccoons trying to get in your trash? But guess what? We're going to knock it in the head again and knock it in the head again. We're not, we're not going to put up with it. Is anybody here? All right. First of all, let's talk about this real quick. You need to deal with things on a physical level. This is one, this is one of the levels. Uh, exercise. Everybody say exercise. If you'll break into a sweat, it'll help you. If it will exert you, if you'll exert yourself, it will help you. You can run, you can walk, you can swim, you can ride a bike, you can go up and down your stairs, you can run in place, you can sweat with the oldies. You need to find some way. It is good for you. It does. Medical studies show that anxiety is reduced when you'll exert yourself physically. Well, I just play golf. Then play some golf. I mean, swing, do it. Do some extra practice swings. Walk a little bit. This one's going over really good right right here. But you got, you got to exercise. You got to get yourself moving. Here's another thing that you're going to have to do. And you go, I came to church to get some answers. You're getting answers. And we're going to get into some heavy duty stuff here in just a moment. Also, you need to eat right. Boy, we're on a roll tonight. This is closing prayer. We'll see you Sunday. Okay. We talked about this on Sunday. Do you believe that today and tomorrow are connected? Okay. Every time, and I don't have this perfected. Okay. One of my sons ordered onion rings at lunch and I stole a couple. They were good. They were only good right here. Now, every time you eat stuff that poisons you. In America, we're the, we're the brightest and we're advanced and all that kind of stuff, but we eat horrible. And you need to eat more things that are as God intended them and as God created them. You need, you need to eat some fresh stuff. You believe that? And if you live next to a convenience store, that should not be where you do all your grocery shopping. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. I got all this stuff, you know. And Twinkies and Cheetos and orange soda. You know, it's not. It's... Y'all hear me? Listen, it, it makes your system inefficient, makes your, your system inefficient. Um, if you put some watered down fuel into your gas tank of your car, it's going to spit and sputter because it didn't run on that. It's not made to run on that. I did something bad the other day. My wife loves to sit in the bathtub. I mean, with water and stuff. And I shouldn't even tell you all this, but she loves to read. And she's got this thing that goes across the, the tub and, and she'll read and she'll have some candles and, and stuff. And, um, well, sometimes when I get in and take a shower, I forget to move the candles. So the other day, and she had this, you know, Yankee candle deal. And before I realized, oh no, it's got like, a, don't tell her. Had like an inch of water in it. 
So I real quick, I pour it out, you know, and then I, then I, I got a paper towel in there and I'm trying to sop it all up. I lit it on fire and it's going, (laughs) clip the wick a little bit. Finally, after about 20 minutes of spitting and sputtering, it kind of got that out of its system. Don't tell her. Okay. But the thing is we're eating stuff that we're not made to run on. And you're not going to be at your best and, it, and it's going to, you're not going to be as equipped. When we talk about comfort food, I just, I just need two large pizzas to help me through this situation. Don't medicate yourself like that because that's, that's not going to help you. Another one is rest. You've got to rest and you better be taking a Sabbath. And I wish I had more time to talk about that. But if you're going to be equipped to deal with the worry, the stress, the fear that comes on, you're going to have to take care of your ride. This is your ride. This is your vehicle. This is your, what you travel in. And if, and if you're mistreating it, if you're not moving it, it's meant to move. I said, it's meant to move. Well, I moved my whole life and I'm retired now. Don't fall for that. If you rest, you rust. And I'm not talking about proper rest. You put a musical instrument into a case and close it and leave it, it starts to deteriorate. You park a bicycle and don't ride it anymore, it starts to deteriorate. You move out of a home and nobody lives there, it starts to rot. You park a car and don't drive it anymore, it starts to fall apart. You take your body and you just park it on the couch and you don't move anymore. I'm telling you what, you're going to get stiff. You are meant to move. You're an incredible body that God has given you. And you, you're better equipped to deal with the pressure and, and the turf that you have to travel through if you'll take better care of yourself. All right. Now... Next is stay focused on the present. Stay focused on the present. Live in the now. And this takes some work and this is a struggle. Get out of the past and stay out of the future. One of the most wonderful things about eternity in heaven is it will always be now. And in the now is the peace of God. In the now is the presence of God. Not in what has happened, what might happen, but in the now. And you've got to learn in the now, right where you are. You've got to start walking around that thing that I'm worrying about, that thing I'm afraid of. Guess what? Right now, I'm walking down the steps of my house. Right now, I hear the sounds of my children. Right now, I smell the food uh, cooking. Right now, this and this and this. And you've got to stay right in the now. Right now. Stay right there. Uh, Roger Danette, and I don't see Roger tonight, but Roger gave me something awesome here. He said, have your head and your feet in the same place. Have your head and your feet in the same place. Because sometimes we're there, but we're not there. Sometimes, hey, how you doing? And we're here and we're worrying about this. Depression is worrying about the past. Anxiety is worrying about the future. And what you need to do is stay, I'm here. I am right here. And God is with me. And God is in me. And I'm doing this right now. And I'm not letting the devil steal from me. Now, and you're going to have to work on keeping your head where your feet are. We're here right now. Stop robbing yourself. Stop robbing the precious people around you by not being present. Wherever you are, be all there. And it's going to help you get out of the past, get out of the future. Just stay right in the now and know that God is with you right now. And he'll be with you in the future as well. Okay. Y'all are all excited about all that. But this next one. 
Repent. You listen, you leave doors and windows open to your life. When you live like the world and when you fall for the, the, you read the script of the devil, watch everything that he puts on the TV lineup, go to anything that's available on the internet, talk to people just the way you feel like talking. Are y'all with me? Partaking of things that really are horrible for you. Giving in to temptation. We just need to flat repent. What does that mean? It means to stop it. It means to turn from what you're doing and turn back to God. Y'all hear me? You don't have a chance to fight all these things by yourself. I don't know if I can repent. You kidding me? You turn toward God, God will help you. Well, I've tried that before. Well, do it again. Do it again, because I'm telling you, your, your life is open for worry and fear. I, I wrote this down. The guilty are schizzy. <laughs> Proverbs 28, verse 1 in the message says this. The wicked are edgy with guilt, ready to run off even when no one's after them. Honest people are relaxed and confident, bold as lions. I'm telling you what, when you don't have confidence before God, you don't have confidence. And you'll worry. You are much more prone to worry when you have, when you have things in your life that do not belong in your life and you need to, need to repent. David said this in Psalm 32. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who, whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Look at this. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away. I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Interlude or Selah. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me and all my guilt is gone. And when you're carrying that load of uh, corrosive ugh, with you, I'm telling you what, you're not equipped and you're going to be more and more open and, and vulnerable to worry and fear. In Proverbs 25, 28, it says a person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. And this is the point when, when we don't follow after God. Now, God, get this now. God is not after perfection. He's after your heart. In Deuteronomy 5, it says, oh, that they had such a heart in them. To always do all my commandments. Then it will go well with them and with their children after them. It's the heart. We're, we're, not, we're not capable of perfection yet. But you know what? When you're off and you know you're off, turn around and come back and say, God, I'm off. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And it cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And when you're confident before God, you're confident then. And it will help you so much. So repent. Amen. Now, how are we doing? Resist. Everybody say resist. You've got to resist worry. I talked about it earlier. You've got to break the habit. Break the habit. Don't accept that you have to live in anxiety and worry and fear. Realize that every day there's something to worry about. How many of you know that every day there's something to worry about? Sufficient unto the days the evil thereof. And then we've got news galore. Come on. You got so much access to news and what's going on and this and that. And there's something to worry about all the time. 
And, and this is what we need to realize. It's almost like every morning the announcement comes, here comes the worry bus. All aboard. Well, you know what you need to do? I'm not riding today. I'm going to ride the favor train. I'm not going to get on the worry bus today. And, and I'm telling you because you're used to doing it part of you. Oh, but shouldn't we? Uh, I feel. Yeah. Don't get on the worry bus. I mean, you've got to resist this a little bit. A lot. And you're going to have to develop some new habits. There have been mornings I've gotten up. Listen, I'm telling you the truth. There are mornings I, they'll get up and it's almost like worry. And it's kind of unnamed. You don't even know what it is, but it's just kind of waiting on you. And all of a sudden, kind of this little heaviness gets on you. <sighs> get that off of you. You ever walked into a spider web? Come on, let me see the hands. Anybody walk? Did you just calmly go? Mm. All has to do with the food chain. No, literally, you spaz out, don't you? <laughs> Am I right? Get it off of you. I mean, even if you just think it's on you. You ever watched a movie before and it's like. I mean, you feel it coming on. You've got to learn to do this. This is a skill. You can practice this. You can learn this. Get off me. And and I'm going to give this to you again because this is a spiritual struggle as well. Use the name of Jesus. Pastor Mike used the analogy last week again of the badge, so to speak. In the name of Jesus, leave me now. In the name of Jesus, I am not going to worry. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. He's with me. My heavenly father knows what things I have need of. I'm not fearing. I'm not worrying. And you're going to have to get, you have to train yourself in this and ride the favor train. Amen. Another one. I'm just going to write thanks up here, but let me tell you what it really is. Extreme gratitude. Say it. Extreme gratitude. If you're prone to worry, you need to exercise extreme gratitude. What does extreme mean? Extreme. I mean, thank God for this and for this. And for this, now listen, I'm not, I'm not promoting, endorsing this movie at all, but how many of you have heard of the movie, The Jerk? Come on, y'all be honest with you. are like, well, praise the Lord. No, I never <laughs> give me a break. But years ago, and, and you remember, I think his name was Naven and he's leaving and he goes, all I need is this and this phone book. And this lamp, that's all. And and he says, well, get that attitude, that idea. But now let's reverse the whole thing. You need to thank God for this phone book and for this lamp and for this puppy and for this house. And I've got water and it's clean and I got a lot of it. And look, I can make it hot and I've got food and I've got clothes. I've got a family that loves me. I've got a place to stay. I live in a country that's free. It's not perfect, but it's free. And God is not done with my country. He's not done with my house. He's not done with my life. 
And you thank him and you thank him and you thank him. And so often we just, we thank God before we, before we eat, you should. But Deuteronomy even says this, once you're well fed, then you shall bless the Lord. Thank him before him. Why don't you thank him after? Why don't you say family, we're going to add on something. We just ate. Let's bless the Lord. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. And when you're thanking him, it will stir up your remembrance and it will make you aware that God is at work and God is able. And the more grateful you are, I promise you, I guarantee you, the less you're going to worry. Here's another way to put it. Bob, we were talking about this today. Stay on the right side of the butt. I got this situation, this situation, but the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my healer. The Lord is my source. The Lord is my provider. Typically we get on the wrong side of the butt. Well, I know the Lord is my helper, but you're on the wrong side of the butt. I said, you're on the wrong side of the butt and you need some heavenly chiropractic and get that adjusted and get back on the right side of the butt. Okay. We don't deny people of faith. We don't deny the situation. We don't deny I'm going through that. I'm dealing with that. But the Lord is my strength and the Lord is my answer. And, and then thank him, thank him, thank him. And the more you're involved in extreme gratitude, I'll tell you what, the less you're going to worry by far. Let me just hit one, maybe two more. And then I'll, I want to finish this up tonight. And the other one, and this one's going to kind of amaze you how I do this up here. Treble clef. I was a music major years ago. Um, music. I said music. You remember the time that King was, the king was tormented. And David came and played. And that aggravating, worrisome spirit left him. Music moves people. I'm not trying to sell a CD or anything like that. Please know my heart, Okay. But part of the purpose of even just putting together that solitude CD is for you to get along with God. And you don't have to have a CD. You know, there's music available in so many, so many ways. But don't, you know, don't get in a God of Davido. That's not going to help you. Well, it said God. No, that's not going to help you. You need to get some peaceful anointed y'all hear me and you need to sing how many of you remember morris chapman he used to have morris come all the time i remember years ago and i still all these years later i still do this morris was here and he said i want to sing his song teach you a little song and here's a little song it's just a little little ditty that he did everything is all right absolutely all right everything is all right in Jesus Christ. You, do you know how many times I've sung that song? Sometimes it's like, uh, I get in my car. Everything's all right. Come on, sing it. Absolutely all right. Anyway, okay. And you need to sing some things. You need to minister to your own soul. And sing a new song to the Lord sometimes. And sing songs that you know. And, and I'm telling you what, God loves that. Let me give you one other thing and then I'm going to wrap this up. In the middle of all your worrying, go help somebody. Because you know what? God always shows up when you want to help somebody. 
Go help somebody. Sometimes we just get ingrown. I mean, oh, poor is me. And we look at our situation. You know what? Shake yourself. Stir yourself. Go help somebody. Go be involved in some way. Serve in your church. Serve in your neighborhood. Reach out to somebody. Say, God, show me somebody to help because I'm going to promise you. When you try to help somebody, God loves that. God always shows up for that. And what you really need is the presence of God. What you need is the presence of God. What you feed grows. What you starve dies. There's more on this. I'm going to wrap this up next week. But I'm telling you what, we've given you some action points here. You just start getting busy about these things. And I promise you, you're going to be pushing worry and fear and anxiety further and further away. Breaking the habit. Stop riding the worry bus and get on the favor train. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this tonight? <laughs>